0: Hey, beautiful bell cast listeners welcome to another episode i am geo
1: and i'm bart and you know i think i have a new love
0: is it a person i'm not gonna say so then this podcast is over no so then you're gonna say it
1: well i'm not gonna answer those kind of questions
0: what's your new love Jiu-jitsu. you see you just answered my fucking question why are you so hard
1: no that one i did but not if it's a person or not and i can't stop staring at your titties
0: I know. I don't think I wore the right bra. So if you're listening on the podcast, do, whatever
1: you do. Don't watch the don't video. Watch <laughs> don't, don't, watch the gonna, video. Go,
0: don't watch the video. Don't watch the video Don't watch the video.
1: and then subscribe and hit the like button. Don't do that. Don't
0: do that, please. Yeah, don't please. go on all I'm of our so Instagrams and like
1: the top three pictures. You get, it's
0: like a mesh see-through shirt yeah. so you can see my bra through it. And it's like a real bra. And I think I picked the wrong one. I think
1: I like those better than Jiu-Jitsu.
0: Thank you. I like that. What um, do you like about them?
1: Um, the round.
0: Do you think you like jujitsu a lot because it hasn't been anything that you need to document and like record and like have have it be geared towards like barbell brigade?
1: Oh, like because it's more it's uh, work now. it hasn't been tainted. businessified. Yeah. Um no, because uh that's how I am with my striking, like my kickboxing, my boxing. I only did those because I really like combat arts. But when I first started MMA, like almost 10 years ago, there just wasn't that good instruction, that good of instruction. So now there's like a lot of good instructors out there. And then, so I'm just taking it just to kind of fill some gaps or like get to a, a certain level of comfort that I want with like boxing and being able to strike with someone. Um, and since I wrestled in high school, I was like, oh, I think I have a decent base when it comes to grappling. So I'm like, I can always like that's something I can revisit at any time. You know, it's almost like as How if. How far like, did you
0: get into wrestling um, in high school? Were you pretty good?
1: Uh, like a year and a half. Well, our team sucked. Oh, but so on you... but on our team, um, I was decent on the team, but our team sucked.
0: And you were decent on a sucky team. That means <laughs> yeah. you sucked.
1: Yeah. So like, if if I like wrestle any nationally ranked high school kid right now, they whoop my ass. I mean, would,
0: would you say Nadim's better than you when it comes to wrestling?
1: Yeah, because like his Bay Area school. They're just they're sports intensive. I see. Like, I don't have you talked. Do you talk to Bay Area people about sports?
0: No, I don't ever. They
1: are on another level with sports. Like when you talk to Bay Area or even Sacramento people about sports, because it's such a strong sports culture. Not only do they care about their teams, they know which colleges get to those teams, which high schools get to those teams, and they're already looking at like middle school prospects. Oh shit! Like they they look at it that oh you, you see that guy uh uh Ralphie Peterson oh man he's killing it in uh on ESPN in middle school dude that guy's about to go here and go here. oh did you see the coaches like they watch the whole thing the whole orchestra play out. And then when I when I um, listen to like L.A. school, I mean, L.A. people about sports. I don't know if it's because it's so big and so broad. People are just really just focused on um, the actual L.A. teams. And I don't think they see the pipelines. Oh, I see. Because there's just so many schools, you know, yeah. but out there. Like, oh, yeah. My brother played major league. Yeah. Um, my cousin went up to D1. Like that, that kind of talk is very, very normal. Oh, I see. When I talk to those people up there.
0: I see. Yeah. No. But yeah. dean's way better at
1: wrestling that. than I am. I see. But um, yeah, so I think like, I don't know, I, I really like it. And I think it's just because of the chess aspect of it. Like yeah. it's, it's really human chess and it's different from like, because people would be like, well, isn't boxing or kickboxing human chess? And it kind of is because obviously like you're trying to like play positions and you're trying to corner someone, you're trying to understand someone's game plan while implementing your game plan. Um, But the reason why I think it's a different type of chess Because in jujitsu, it's a physical chest that plays by position that like, I can't just punch you. Right. Like, so like if I'm fighting Mike Tyson,
0: you can't punch in jujitsu.
1: No. Okay. It's all grappling. Oh, I see. So for me to get to your waist, I have to get past or for me to get to your knee, I have to get past your ankle to get past your hip. hip, I have to get past your knee to get past to get to your chest. I have to get past your hips. So it has to be a one step, one step, one step. And we're constantly trading steps. You give me one move. I give you one move. But what if you're bigger than me? Same thing. You still have to get past the knee. I see. Like there's you can't
0: you have an advantage?
1: depends so like in jujitsu um not really because uh well if you know how like if, if i'm bigger than you right but you're very experienced you know how to use my weight against me when it comes to jujitsu mm-hmm. and like the striking stuff because i don't have there's not a certain order that i have to to get to where i want to punch in the face like i could punch Mike Tyson in the face if i distract him enough um it's not human chest and i think there's just something about it where it's like this controlled problem solving that like it's it's exercising a part of my brain that's really cool at the same time it's expressing my creativity and artistry
0: yeah you think it's not human chess because you can't just go balls out and then get lucky there's really no luck. it's
1: very hard to get lucky in jujitsu. yeah yeah
0: yeah I, I i hear you talk about it and it does sound because i don't like contact sports just fyi i don't like feeling people sweat i don't like feeling smothered i don't like any of that stuff that's why i played volleyball and that's why i danced solo yeah like anything i did was always by myself mm-hmm. but when you talk about grappling i can see such a practical use for it that i'm very very curious and i think i'm even more so curious for the sake of taika yeah um so that i can protect him and so that i can put taika in it too and now we're all doing it together that's and so we can cute. all like a family we can of all geese Well, that's cute. But I think so that we're all prepared in any sort of circumstance. I want to do it it just for the picture. (laughs) Whether it be us protecting ourselves or defending ourselves or other people. I think it's just another, you know, another, I don't know, another tool in our toolbox. that We can definitely rely on. I think I even got more into the idea of wanting to begin training because we just had some like in our in our. In our community, we had like a couple of like um, homeless transients or just transients. I don't know if they were homeless or what, but uh, they were on definitely not sane because they would like they started fires like by our house. Like it was weirdest shit that happened. And at the same time, I was learning about like Pizzagate and like ch- like child trafficking stuff. All the stuff. craziest shit. Yeah. And I was of, just yeah. learning and exposing myself to like the most foul darkest parts of humanity so I'm like oh shit I felt like this is a potential threat and because of that like I just wanted to be better equipped that's why I wanted to sign up and and do another shooting competition with you so that I have more tools you know in my in my um, arsenal
1: do you feel responsible for your own safety of course you do yeah of course so if you get your ass beat it's my b- fault you blame yourself first of course that's really dope
0: Yeah. I mean, well, who else do you blame?
1: Well, there's a lot of people in the world that um, don't feel they're responsible for their own safety. And if they get their ass beat, it's the police fault.
0: But I mean, how many police versus human? I mean, like uh, people in the city are there like is it one to one?
1: Like police per square foot? No, it's not. Or is it
0: like 100 to one? Like then I get it, you know, but it's like.
1: Or a lot of girls might even go like if I'm at the club, it's my boyfriend's fault. I got robbed. Why weren't you watching over me?
0: I don't know. I feel like we should all be just responsible for ourselves. Yes, this should never happen. In a perfect utopian world, everyone's responsible for their own shit. No one has any issues. No one is um, wanting to take shit from other people because they can't get it themselves. You know, Yeah. that's in a perfect world. But unfortunately, we don't live in a perfect world. There's a lot of variables. And I can't control what other people do. You know, like I like. I can't blame I can't blame anyone else other than myself for one, either putting myself in that situation, you know. Well again, it sucks that it happens and it shouldn't be happening, of course. Yeah. But we're not there yet, unfortunately. And yeah. these things do happen. So it's just making sure I'm aware of my surroundings. I put myself in the most um what is it? Like the most advantageous situations. Yeah. And if anything bad happens, like I'm I'm the only one that can take care of myself. Even yeah. like if you're in the room with me, I can't get mad at you. I can just be like, fuck, I wish you were there, but yeah, I'm yeah. not gonna throw that responsibility on you because I'm just like, What if you had to go pee? Yeah, like yeah, things yeah. happen so fast, yeah. you know, like it could even happen in your own home.
1: Yeah. I think morally it's always the aggressor's fault, right? Like of that course. person should even be of course that guy shouldn't be uh hurting, stealing, yeah, raping whatever right like burglarizing yeah. is it
0: even the is it the community's concern also is it the yeah. states yeah but is i mean, think it morally the,
1: it's always the aggressor's fault yeah but i think reality wise i think it's pretty important to be responsible for your own safety and like uh, i was listening that's why we
0: don't walk around with fucking just with with all of our savings in our hands exposing it to the world
1: that's how we banks were even invented right a safe place to store your shit exactly because yeah.
0: unfortunately these things do happen so you want to you wanna sit your, yourself up for success, I guess.
1: Yeah. I was listening to this um podcast. You know Jocko, right? Yes. So he was saying, like, cause a lot of people go, like, Oh, if I wanna get into self- I want I want I wanna be responsible for my own safety and maybe even be able to protect my family. Like, what's the first martial art I should take? Like, what's the most effective? Should it be boxing, kickboxing, should it be jujitsu, whatever? And Jocko was saying, and when he broke it down this way, I'm like, oh, that's really cool. I I never thought of it that way. But he goes from a self-defense perspective, which is preserving your own safety, not being a good fighter, but preserving your own safety. He goes, he believes jujitsu is the first thing you should learn because he goes, when it comes to striking, to be able to strike with someone, you have to get in striking range. Yeah. So at any given time. Which is
0: already pretty intimate.
1: So at any given time, if someone puts their hands up, you have the choice to turn around and run away. That's self-defense, right? I'm being safe. I'm going to put myself out of bodily harm. If this guy has three foot arms, I just have to be four feet and I'm good or five feet and I'm good, right? But he goes, but when it comes to you're someone cornered. grabbing a hold of you, yeah. there then there's no turning back. right? So from a self-defense de- perspective, he believes jujitsu is the way to go because now when you're forced in a position where you have to engage, jujitsu gives you the tools to engage in that for, in that, uh in, in that circumstance. And then the minute you are able to neutralize your assailant, run, get out of there. Yeah. So I'm like, Oh, that's really cool. I never thought of that. Cause I always thought like, are you supposed to be a good boxer? Yeah. I think to we beat the crap out of someone, but like, no, for self-defense, all you're really trying to do is I don't want to get hurt. That's it. Right.
0: I'm glad that there's, there's this information is being publicized now because we all grow up with movies and just Hollywood over dramatizing these things yeah. and making it out to be like the bad guys versus a hero. And the hero always comes on top. So everyone thinks that they need to engage in fighting and, and you're beat deemed the
1: crap out of them. Yeah, and
0: you're deemed a little bitch or a chicken yeah. for running away. But I think running away and going in the opposite direction is the smartest thing you can do because yeah. you don't know what the other person's capable of. You don't know if they have any weapons on them. You just you don't know if they're on drugs and they're unstoppable. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, um, yeah, I'm really happy that this information is being, you know, put out into the public.
1: Your goal should always be to de-escalate. And, some, and most of the time, the de-escalation is literally turning around and walk away, even if it's from some...
0: But what if they call you a little bitch? Turn you around. You little chicken. Deescalate. You fucking bitch.
1: Walk around. I mean, turn around. Walk away. Saying sorry. Are you scared?
0: Are you scared, you little pussy?
1: You walk away 300 feet. You can't even hear those words.
0: You, pussy. Can not hear pussy, you? Pussy. You scared, little can't bitch. Hear Wait, what you say? Ha ha. I'm going to go make fun of you hear, now. I can't hear you. can't hear what you say. That's good. Yeah. See? But back in the day. That's de
1: escalation, right? And then sometimes, is. sometimes, unfortunately, de escalation also means you have to put someone to sleep, but also you have those tools too. Yeah. But ideally, you want to turn around. Like yeah all, yeah but
0: back in the day when i was in high school i didn't get in any fights at all by the way but that's just that was the tone of it like if you didn't confront it then you're labeled a bitch like a yeah. little pussy
1: when you get a bunch of insecure people around it's yeah. like everyone has to have their chest puffed out and then they gotta like you know do the like alpha stomp and yeah, do all yeah. that stuff you remember when we watched that one viral video of uh the
0: drunk guy messing with the mma with
1: Matt Sarah is sitting on him. Oh my god, I forgot about that. He was like laughing. Guy. He goes, All right, all right, all right. Calm, like, come on, little
0: toddler. I'm gonna
1: kick your fucking ass. You just, he's bro, on, you, on the floor, it's
0: like get off the
1: dress. Mm. No, you
0: already lost bro. And Matt Sarah's
1: like, all right, all right, all right. And then what's kind of cool is um, someone that's that trained as that, right? I think uh, Tim Kennedy had like a video about this where he's like, that's the difference between someone that's trained and untrained. And so unfortunately. A lot of our police officers, they're, they're untrained. Not. So put a police officer in that situation that's untrained. What is he gonna do? Come for backup. I've got fucking resisting arrest. The and the gun's he's like, pulled out and he's fucking freaking out. And he's yeah. like, Oh shit, I can't I can't hold on to this guy much longer. Like, how many times have we seen two police officers on one guy? And some mm-hmm. that guy breaks free, runs away, steals another guy's gun, and the cops are like, What the hell? And it's two-on-one, right? And then so you, this guy he like he breaks free, and then all of a sudden he has to he has to escalate now. Pull out a taser or pepper spray or even worse, pull out a gun, right? And it gets yeah. it gets more and more escalated because he's not trained. But Matt, Sarah, if you put Matt Sarah in a police uniform, he'll just be like, "All right, all right." And he just keeps calming it lower and lower and lower and lower.
0: Yeah, I think for me, like I I've, I've hesitated and I've pushed it back f- so long, like me training, I've pushed it back so long because I just don't want it to be a reality. Like, I don't want it to be that there is wanna, this potential threat. You don't want to face it. Yeah. And it and it's it's so sad. And it, and it, yeah, like, it's scary for sure. And it's sad. And I think I'm just like, ignorance is bliss. Like, if I don't think about it, it doesn't exist. But it's not real, you know? And that's why when these things were happening in our community, thank God they've stopped. But when it was happening in our community, community and then fucking me listening to all these conspiracy things and just hearing about these kids getting kidnapped and stuff, I'm like, fuck. Like it could happen and it makes aside, me really scared.
1: Yeah. Aside from the physical well-being and physical health part of it, there's also a huge mental health part of it. I've that, heard of that. That I don't think people discuss. So like all of my um, like jujitsu coach friends who coach kids and stuff, he's like, like, Growing up, we're we're all socially brainwashed, right? Like a lot of girls think their their safety depends on a male or depends on another figure in the room, or they're helpless and I mean they're just easy prey. Yeah, because that's how that's how we're socially brainwashed to think. But he's saying like the little girls that he trains, um, when they when they feel when they when they understand, oh wow, like I can we're equals. I can take people out anytime I want. I I could defend myself was like these like outside of the dojo when they see these little girls, they're, they're actually very secure and they're able to finally be themselves. Oh, that's cool. Because if you're if you're fearing for your safety, you're never um, you're never feel like you can be yourself because you're always scared of the pecking order. Yeah. All it takes is someone pecking you. Why the hell you wearing that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to wear that anymore because you're scared of what the final result is, which is someone punching you in the face for you being you, right? Yeah. But if you're able to go, okay, what's worst case scenario in this room? Worst case scenario is I put all five of these people to sleep right now. That's the worst case scenario in this room. Yeah, I'm going to dye my hair whatever color I want and wear whatever clothes I want because that's the worst case scenario. But I think for most chicks, if there's like five dudes in the room, their worst case scenario is like, I'm going to get raped by five dudes. And so I better, That's like, bad. so I better behave and I better, like, not Blending. go against the grain. I better be peaceful, get on everyone's good side. Like, you know, so it, it almost that mental health aspect. It's like, damn, it's, it's so sad because they're not even able to be themselves, even on a subconscious level. Because when you're self, like, it's like five lions, you know, but when you're the lion tamer, it's up to you if you want to roll around with the lions and like have fun and pet them and all that.
0: Yeah. Um. On that note, I want to pause you real quick because I want to introduce our first sponsor.
1: Shout outs to our sponsor Noom. Getting in shape doesn't have to be about losing a specific amount of weight or a magic number on the scale. It's about building healthier habits and feeling better about yourself. And when you feel better and you do better, it actually results in losing the weight that you want and actually hitting that hitting the number that you're going for. So if fitting into that favorite pair of jeans is your goal, great. But there are many reasons that you might want to practice self care, and every person is Different. And because everyone's different, that's what I love about Noom because it adjusts to your lifestyle. They teach you and give you the tools and the psychology behind the decisions you make and then help you keep track of everything from workouts and steps to analyzing your diet, recommending healthy recipes. And Noom also connects you with a personally assigned goal specialist and a community of other Noomers. So that's pretty much everything that you need to succeed. You have all the support, you have people that can empower you to change, and you have people with expertise to lead you and guide you in the right way. And Noom is a habit-changing solution that helps users learn to develop a new relationship with food and exercise through all these personalized courses. And like I said before, it is based in psychology, so it's gonna be successful. It teaches you why you do the things you do and empowers you with the tools that you need to break bad habits and replace them with better ones. And you don't have to change it all in one day. Little steps make huge progress. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com slash bail. That's Noom, N-O-O-M.com B-E-A-W to start your trial today. That's Noom.com slash bail and go make some changes and take advantage of your life.
0: And we're back. Yeah, I can see that. And I had a girlfriend that did jujitsu, or I have a girlfriend that uh, does. I don't know why I said everything in the past tense, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she said like th- the confidence part of it for sure. I mean, she's also a cop, so I think she's had that. Yeah. But she just said that it brought more peace into her life, just because of the philosophy of it. Yeah. Um, I think it. I think it really made her feel more zen, and it created balance. So I, I think it like helped her you know, relax more, uh, ease any like mental stress or issues that she had. Like it really balanced her out. Like she felt like the philosophy behind it really made her appreciate humanity, appreciate herself. Like her marriage got better. Wow. Yeah.
1: That's actually, that's actually, wow. That's really uh, coincidental that you say that. Cause that's actually the lesson I learned today. So I just trained with my jujitsu coach earlier said today. The
0: wife is always right.
1: <laughs> no he said the wife's always wrong
0: oh so he's not trying to create no, and promote peace no I'm just okay.
1: kidding. No, uh, so what he was saying is like so at the end of our class he always kind of gives me lessons on jujitsu, but just the way the lessons are taught even though he's speaking directly about jiu jitsu it's like you like, it's
0: like applicable to other it's life-
1: applicable to life and so he was seeing he says when I see you try to uh, either like impose your game plan on me or try to defend my game plan he goes I can see you're very cerebral and logical I could see each step He goes, but you're not feeling. And and so he goes,
0: nailed it.
1: (laughs) So he was like, he's like, I can see each step. Grab my hip, do this. He goes, but you're not feeling. And he goes, and when you don't feel, you're completely blind to all the other possibilities. Mm -hmm. Because you're literally just trying to go through the maze based on the maze. Instead of you could have hopped the wall and got the cheese. You know, like all you had to do is go, okay, feel. What is it? Oh, there's air coming here. I'm oh, go with an the- opening. Yeah, yeah. So he was like, you got to feel. And he goes, Jiu Jitsu. He's like, unlike striking and boxing, where it is very cerebral, you have to go, okay, uh, this guy always has this, always drops his hand when he throws a hook. And you're very like calculated and cerebral about it. Yeah. So you're like, okay, cool. If he always drops his hand when he throws a hook, that's when I'm going to counter. I'm going to pretend something, make him hook, and then counter. But jujitsu, it's more about feeling, okay, this guy's weight is on this side. His knee's coming this side. I think he's going to do this, but that also, ooh, my body just went over here. Oh, shoot. How did I take your back? And then I'm like, oh, man, I'm like, I think more so than the self-defense part of it, I think my soul needs jujitsu just because I haven't really, like, exercised the art of feeling, mm. you know? So I think, like... Um, being able to feel, feel someone's body, feel someone's presence, how the energy is, is this guy trying to maul me or do whatever and just kind of be more like almost like using jujitsu to exercise my sixth sense. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. You definitely need to fine tune that a little bit for sure. Yeah. Like I can look at someone's eyes and I already know what they're feeling.
1: That's insane. I can't do that.
0: Yeah. Like you can just feel it. Or they walk into a room and you're just like, whoa.
1: Damn, you might be really good at jujitsu. You might just be feeling all kinds of shit.
0: I don't know. We'll see. But, but yeah, like when I was telling you, I was having a conversation with my mom yesterday and I just, I could feel it. Like she didn't have to say anything. And I was just like, whoa, are you okay?
1: Because someone could be balling. I mean, this is probably extreme, but someone could be balling in front of me and I'm like, oh, are you happy or are you sad?
0: Okay. Well, let's, let's use a less extreme example, something more realistic.
1: Honestly, probably like maybe aside from balling, but like um, if you take the <laughs> out of it and it's tears, I, I can't tell the difference between happy tears or sad tears.
0: Well, happy tears usually has a smile and they still talk and stuff. Sad tears, like their body language. But their there's some people that down. smile
1: because they're kind of embarrassed and they just want to like have the moment be over. So they're smiling over their sadness.
0: But it's still a different type of smile.
1: Yeah, I don't. I can't oh, see wow. that. I'm so logical it's hard it's like that's why for me i always like to go like just tell me how you feel and it's easier that way
0: yeah when i when i first got with you i didn't realize how emotional i was and i thought i was wrong for being so emotional because i'm i'm the type of person that's constantly observing people and i'm observing things that i admire about them so i'm constantly learning Mm -hmm. and then on, on the kind of bummer side, I always feel like I'm wrong. Well, this is a lot less now. This is in my 20s. I felt like I was wrong a lot of the times because I was just so sheltered that I only was exposing myself to myself and just whatever I saw on TV or whatever I caught, whatever glimpse of human interaction I would catch. So I always thought I was like underdeveloped compared to like my peers. So when I first met you, I just thought I was I, something was wrong with me because all I focused on was the emotion. Yeah. Like I, like I was emotional. I only understood emotions. So then I really tried to suppress that a little bit and be more logical. But now that I'm just way more in tune with myself and I'm confident in myself and I love myself a lot more that I'm like, oh shit, we're just different people. And I really do appreciate that I am as emotional as I am. Yeah. And I love that you're as logical as you are.
1: I think what's also like amazing about you is that you're at a place where um you're extremely emotional and you feel the emotions but you're not controlled by it
0: i see you
1: know what i mean like like um yeah yeah because then there's people that are they're emotional right yeah they get mad and they make
0: fucking weird decisions yeah they're mad the world feels it
1: they're mad and they're talking in a way that's pissing someone else off and uh, the other person that's receiving can clearly tell this person's mad this person doesn't even know they're really mad yet but they're just getting more and more mad whereas now like you can be like hey babe I'm so fucking mad right now Um, can we just talk about this later so it's like you're feeling it you're feeling it 100% but it's not controlling you and dictating your behavior Yeah, and I think that's something that's like uh, extremely hard to do because a lot of people the emotion the minute they feel it like sadness or whatever, they're eating a tub of ice cream or something like that, you know. But I think you're feeling it and you're allowing yourself to feel every single nuance of it without affecting um what your actual your real action is. And I think that's pretty fucking cool.
0: Thank you. I try, and I do catch myself kind of getting lost in the emotions sometimes. Yeah. More often than not. Yeah. Um, I appreciate that you do recognize the moments that I don't do that, but I still catch myself doing that a lot. And
1: because a lot of people, it's like um, emotional and impulsive is like this. You know what I mean? What I feel, what I feel is what I do. Yeah. And then um, but so for for like for someone like you, who I think is highly emotional and intelligent. It's like it's there's a gap between it. You know, and so it almost prevents you from being emotionally impulsive. Yeah, which I think is—I uh, think that's when growing up, because I see everyone that I've ever seen be impulsive is usually emotionally impulsive, like, uh, like, oh my god, I see fucking that thing, I gotta go buy it right now. You know, they, they just they felt a certain way and have to act on it, and I've always sensed that as a weakness. And I think because I see impulsivity as a weakness. It's usually emotionally impulsive. So I think I've always kind of pushed my emotions down because I don't want to be weak like that. I don't want to be able to be pretty much like ragdolled by the world. Yeah. But then now when I see you, you actually inspire me to be more emotional because I see that you're feeling all of it. You know, it's almost like you're listening and you're smelling all the ingredients. That's cute. And you haven't really committed. I picture Ratatouille for some reason. Yeah, like you're, like you're, (laughs) you're smelling it, like the thyme, the rosemary, the garlic, you smell everything but you haven't committed to anything, nor have you stuffed anything in your mouth. You're just like, I'm feeling Oh yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) You know, very tomato-y mood, haven't ate it yet. And I'm like, oh man, I'm like, how beautiful is that?
0: Thank you, Papa. Thank you for recognizing that. Yeah, it took me a long time to get here for sure because I just thought that being emotional um, was a sign of immaturity and a lack of intellect. I really felt that. I really felt like
1: it's probably the emotionally emotional impulsivity you're you sensed, you know, emotion, stupid decision, and it's usually that pairing, yeah, that you're like, oh, that's so dumb.
0: Yeah. Well, I just felt like it was really primitive because I'm like, well, what separates us from other species? Animals. Yeah, and it's the intellect part, right? Like Mm -hmm. the questioning and like, I mean, and that's just as far as we know in terms of. The more I learn about animals, the more I'm like, this statement is so wrong. Cause they're fucking smart, but whatever. For the sake of this example, yeah, I just I just equated emotions and just being impulsive like that to just not being different than an animal. So I was like, damn, I don't want to be that. I want to be an intellect. I do want to I, I do want to be more uh, practical, and I do want to be more rational. And I I was really really trying to suppress that side of me because I thought it was just immature. Yeah. But now. I'm like, nah, dude, like this is just who I am, and it, it's helped me so much. And the Im- impulsivity that I had before, I uh, suppressed it so much that like anytime I had like this intuitive feeling, like just my intuition telling me something which I highly believe in right now, or I have for the past few years, I was like ign- I'm, I would just ignore it. And then in when I would look back at the decision that I made or the you know, whatever action I took, that I didn't. That I went against that intuitive uh, feeling that I had. That I deemed, what is it, uh, impulsive. I'm like, fuck, I fucked up. I should have listened to the first thing that I had, which is my intuition. Mm. And and I really try to hone in on that now. I don't know where it comes from. I don't know. I haven't done enough research on what intuition actually means or what it stems from or how that whole shit works. But I've really, um, I've really seen that help me a lot. Like not thinking too much.
1: Maybe that's your superpower. Maybe, maybe logic holds <laughs> you back.
0: It does. Sometimes it does. It definitely does. But I need the balance. Look at the, my Libra ass fucking. I need balance. But I really do because I'm so emotional. I can't just act on that. Like I, I just have to let it. I have to feel what I need to feel. And then, and then I go to the logic side. And then I have to question everything that I just felt. Yeah. That's why writing shit down for me and i don't do this enough but writing shit down for me really helps because as i'm writing down the emotions i'm already countering you know the negative emotion that i had or explaining the positive one and really tapping into that and that really really helps me
1: that's awesome it's just
0: hard to get to a place where i want to sit down and write but it's it's like exercising
1: yeah once you do it you're like thank god <sighs> i did it. yeah
0: and it feels so good it just feels like a mental exercise that i just had and i just sweated it all out my my brain aches but in a good way yeah yeah
1: i feel like i should do that too because like um i remember like you know in elementary school did you did you have to journal and stuff like write a daily journal or something
0: i feel like i did but i didn't anything school anything school assigned to me i'm like get the fuck out of here and i half-assed yeah i remember
1: like we would have to do this daily journal and teachers like i'm not gonna read it but right now we're all gonna write for 10 minutes I'm sure I did. And then I would literally write like, this is bullshit, this is bullshit, this is bullshit, this is bullshit. <laughs> did you get in trouble? Page. No, because they didn't read it. Oh,
0: good. I mean, who knows? They could say but that. But they would,
1: they would just go like, okay, oh, let me, everyone just see your pages. So they just want to see that they wrote. But like now I am I understand a little bit more why you want to journal because like a lot of your thoughts are in here and they're just, you know, and, and there's like, you kind of got to like pull the string and t- untie the knot a little bit. And yeah. then after you pull it all out and you unravel the entire yarn, you're like, Oh, it feels good, you know? Yeah.
0: That that happens to me for sure. Yeah. And then what also happens is these negative thoughts take up space. Cause you can only think of so many things at any certain given time, right? Yeah. Like you can't think about a million thoughts no, at once. Yeah. You could probably think about a ha- good handful of them and it's still a lot of thoughts. But I've noticed when I have negative thoughts kind of ruminating in my mind, yeah. I'm not I there's there's no room for positive thoughts. Yeah. So as soon as I can take them out, unravel that. Yeah fix it, then now I have space in my mind to now think of more positive thoughts. Yeah, Yeah, I felt that. I felt that yesterday. I was writing in my journal yesterday and I had just, I just had a lot of negative questions and I just was kind of feeling down on myself and, and I just was like, fuck, okay, I got to write this shit down. So any question that I had, I would write the question and then I would just try to answer it and I would write that down. And as soon as it was out of my head, I'm like, oh shit, that just cleared up space And it was so fun. It felt like I had this mental shower. It felt really good. Because at the end of my journaling, I was like, oh, I found the conclusion. Let's go to sleep.
1: But if I wouldn't have done
0: that, I would have been thinking about it today. Yeah. And then tomorrow. And I would have been down. I wouldn't perform here, you know.
1: You think uh, it's good to positively journal too? Like write the good stuff down too?
0: Absolutely. I think it's just good to just get shit out in your head, you know.
1: Maybe I should start doing that. Every yeah.
0: Night. Like if if one day you're really fucking happy, just write down why you're happy. And I think it'll help you understand your happy triggers. Like there's bad triggers. I don't know if there's positive triggers, but for me, I see a trigger as a trigger, whether it's good or bad and see how you can get more of those positive triggers. Yeah. Yeah. Like what makes you happy? And I feel like it helps you understand yourself better.
1: I think it makes me happy when like I push myself really hard and I like break a sweat. Okay. It makes me really, really happy.
0: Where's this coming from? How, you, how are you tying this? I'm not that smart.
1: No, you're just saying that what some triggers that make me happy.
0: Oh, I see. Like yeah.
1: almost after every jujitsu class, I'm really, really happy. I feel very happy.
0: That's cool. Maybe you can write down that you felt really happy. And then maybe you can be like, hmm, why does this make me happy? Yeah. And then you might even do more shit that pushes your limits. Because you might be like, oh, fuck. I realize that I like being put in like tight situations because i really enjoy working and problem solving my way out of it and now you'll try to put yourself into more of these situations
1: yeah like i'm actually like maybe i should do jujitsu three times a week i mean, I don't really have the time right now but i'm like maybe if i do maybe i should you're such a
0: fucking meathead i love it why you're just such a meathead
1: uh-huh. like
0: everything you do revolves around um it revolves around fitness because i was like i was telling <laughs> i was telling bart that i want to start eating healthier for the sake of longevity instead of the sake of aesthetics or lifting or like trying to be strong right yeah and then and then you were like oh yeah why do you think i got the elk the elk meat you know i because did get elk meat it said that it, it includes what does it include that it's supposed to help you in what so it
1: has it's way more nutrient dense than like farmed uh beef or chicken or fish and there's like super high um concentration of iron
0: and what does that help with you were saying it helps you with like recovery or something like that? I don't
1: that? know. It's just good for your body, I guess. I don't no, know the details. You, the
0: way it was explained to me and what I, my takeaway message of that was it's going to help you with your training.
1: No, it's good for like your overall.
0: No, the way it was presented. Yeah. Now you're changing it. But the way it was presented then, it was like
1: protein too. It helps build muscle.
0: Exactly. So it it revolved around the training and not so much what I was saying. Because you're Uh, like, why do you think I got it? Like, we're talking about the same thing. And I'm like, nah, bro. For me, like, I'm not trying to gain muscle. I'm not trying to do that stuff. I'm just trying to live to fucking 120. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Better start with that elk meat then.
0: Nah, I'm all right. (laughs) Who knows? I don't know. I'm just I'm a fucking I'm a pussy when it comes to trying new shit. Okay, fine. That just, I don't have the, I don't have the pellet for it. I don't, yeah, I don't like engaging in that shit.
1: Well, don't you want to be healthy? Because you need a varied diet, even with your greens. You can't just be eating spinach. You got to eat like all kinds of different greens. Yeah,
0: and I can eat all kinds, but, but protein is still such a small portion. You and Americans consume a fuck ton of protein, like an unnecessary amount of Not protein. Not enough if you look at me. Exactly, you meathead. Like, I don't need that much protein. Or I much, need some protein and I yeah. can get it from from veggies i can get it from different sources you know i can get it from legumes
1: you're gonna so, eat like 30 bowls of legumes a day
0: if i'm trying to hit a fucking meathead portion of protein yes probably and i'm probably gonna be drinking synthetic protein like someone i know who you oh but yeah i'm not gonna get to that level because i'm not trying to i'm it's not, not trying synthetic,
1: to it's whey protein isolate from milk
0: all right fine From a fine whatever I mean, at least this isn't my goal for 2020. I might even counting 20. 2021. I'm not yeah. trying to do all that.
1: To do all what? Gain muscles. Oh, okay.
0: Muscles. Yeah. I think right now I'm so business minded. I think I'm just trying to really smash it at business.
1: Yeah. Do you like it?
0: Do I like business? I mean, I think I do. I think a part of me has always liked that that whole, the, the transaction of like, of coming up with an idea, making it come to life, selling your idea, having people like your idea and then your idea growing. And then like, I liked that whole thing. Yeah. Like as far back as I could remember, I was always trying to sell something to people or like convince people to buy something. You know, like if I wanted a toy, I was trying to convince my mom to buy it because it had these features. So I was like a salesman, like this is why you want to get it. It's the latest, it's the grip with this and the, that or I was trying to sell my own toys because I'm like, okay, I want to make money. How do I do that? Okay, well then this is how I do it.
1: The more I do business, the more I realize I don't like business.
0: Really? Is I it, think I,
1: I'd rather be a, a tool. I want to be used by someone.
0: Oh, so you don't want to be the head. You don't want to be the brain. Yeah,
1: I feel like, so the way, um, now that I've done business for so many years and have so many entities, like the, my understanding of business is culture, and logistical management and um the production with managing resources right that's kind of like like how do i manage the things i have access to it comes in how much can i put out with that while keeping this machine like well oiled right yeah so it's almost like uh like like like, i don't know like a car mechanic that is checking the air pressure and the oil that's good but making sure the gasoline and all that and like um making sure the car like all the oils are checked and, and all that i i don't think i'm passionate about that which i thought i was i think i'm more of a specialist i'm like i'm the paint guy you know you want cool looking paint that's all i do how the car is running i don't know but I'm the paint guy or I'm the wheel guy. Like, that's who I am. Yeah. And I think like, so since since you've become the CEO of Barrel Brigade, it's actually made me much happier because I'm slowly getting more into a tool that's being used. Like someone else oversee everything. Let me be that person.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I like it. I like it because it like it's always felt like a symphony for me. Yeah. I just don't like it, obviously, when you don't have the right players on the team. Yeah. 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 But but i like being a like part of like the executive team that is like you know like h- telling people to hit these notes
1: yeah i thought i did but now i want to be the trumpet player on the side
0: yeah i've i've realized i've realized that and i see that yeah, and i, I think that's when you're the best yeah. you perform so well like having you on the team and just specialize yeah. is exactly what i want you to do cuz i'm like you're really fucking good at it thank you yeah
1: isn't it crazy that it takes like it takes you doing a lot of stuff to like really figure out who you are and like try to understand it.
0: It takes you doing a lot of stuff. It takes you getting out of your comfort zone. It takes you talking to people like a lot of people yeah, to really figure yourself out. But I think the, the, I think um, when you do a lot of stuff and fail at that shit or realize you hate it, which I still deem as a failure. Yeah. That's when you learn the most. So yeah, you're absolutely right. Doing more and then, Failing at it is actually the best. Yeah. <laughs> Which think, is crazy because who wants to fail?
1: Yeah. And also I think like also like as I got older, I understood that what you love might not be what you're good at. Right. Like
0: and what you love now might not be what you love later.
1: Yeah, that too, that's too And crazy that's okay. Because like in the military, like I, I ranked up pretty fast and I was pretty good at managing my section. So I was like, oh, I was born to be a leader, you know, like I'm a, I'm a pretty good leader. I manage everything, timelines, everything, like whatever my boss wants me to do. I always get it, get more done in shorter time, which is why my boss loved me and I got promoted really quickly. Right. So I'm like, OK, cool. That's what I that's what I that's who I am and what I am. And then when we start getting into business, I mean, when we started building teams. I'm like, cool, that's who I am. And then later on, I'm like, oh, wait, I was good at that. But that was only because of that given military circumstance. Well, and there
0: was already a ton of systems created a for A ton of you. systems. So yeah. everyone knew what they were doing.
1: Yeah. And then after that, I was like, wait, no, that's actually not what I wanted. What I, and like even now, like, you know, when I when my passions, they're very like tool-specific. Like, oh, I want to take tactical trauma. It's like a very like, it's not hospital management. It's like, I want to be this, this guy that only does this. Yeah. Or like scuba diving. It's not like. Oh, um, I'll be a marine safety specialist. It's like, no, I want to just go in the ocean and do this. I'm a very like, very micro niche person. And that's what makes me happy when I learn like little, very individualized skills without big picture. That's what makes me the most happiest.
0: Yeah, I don't like that. For me, I like bringing on you. That's what I like. I like finding the talent. And then, so I like having the vision. I like knowing what the goal is what the big picture is. And then I like picking like hand selecting who it is that is going to play on my team. Can you pick me? Yeah. You're on the team. Okay, cool. Yeah. I like, I like picking that. And then I like seeing them play and I'm like, fuck yeah, that's fucking sick. Yeah. I like that a lot. I don't like, I don't like specializing because I'm just like, I, that's a waste for me because I'm like, I could do a lot of things like put me in something. I might not be the best, but I'm still going to be better than an average person. Yeah. But I don't want to just stay in one thing for too long. Like yeah. I want to I want to I want to pull myself away from it. That's what's fun for me. Yeah. And I like a I like it to be more creative than logistical. So I'm not going to ever do numbers. I'm not going to do like I like the creative side of business.
1: I like creativity too, but I'm actually really good at numbers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's funny. I suck at all that shit.
1: Numbers to me is like, you know how I was talking about feeling like jujitsu? I'm so good with numbers, I can feel them.
0: Oh, shit.
1: Yeah, it's just, like, like like I can see numbers and I can already sense things that are wrong, you know? Like, just because I understand the laws and the theories of numbers so much. You're
0: fucking smart.
1: Like, you add an odd and an even, what do you get?
0: You add an odd and an even, you get an even. No, you get an odd. Fucking A, you Every see?
1: time you add an odd and an even, you're always going to get an odd number. Why? Well, because, uh, so, uh, every single odd number is an even number plus one. Right. So yeah. three is two plus yeah. one. Seven is six plus one. Yeah. So it's always going to be the odd one out. So no matter how oh, many evens you have, that you, makes sense. you add them together. You're
0: always going to have you throw it, that a, extra you thing. You throw a
1: one or you throw a three or you throw a five. You're always going to have that one extra. So it's never going to be even.
0: Got it.
1: You add all evens together. It's always going to be even.
0: Got it. So
1: like that's the number. That's the level of understanding I have of numbers. So yeah. I can almost feel like I can I can feel them. I can see numbers on the table. I'm like, that doesn't add up or whatever. Or I can look at a spreadsheet and all that doesn't add up. And then That's so, good. so when I use a calculator, it's not that I don't know the answer. I usually know the answer immediately. I'm just using it to confirm in case I have human error.
0: That's crazy. That's how I feel about like branding and stuff like that, mm. uh, because I have such a clear vision of the big picture. Yeah. As soon as one little thing deviates from that, I'm like, whoa, this is going to throw off the whole thing. I see. But I don't know if it's as good as your numbers.
1: Yeah, that's why I think even like when it comes to budgeting and stuff, like I'm pretty good at it cuz like awesome. like when we're buying the house, I look at the I look at how much I leave down it to you. I look at how much down payment we have, how much do we have, how much money coming in. I can almost feel if the situation is right, you know? That's I don't, awesome. And then once I have a feel, I can make quick decisions and then afterwards I go back and do the calculator and do the scalpel version of what I've been feeling and usually like 9 times out of 10 it's oh cool like that's exactly what I felt that after this whole thing we we're gonna have like a net 10% uh, that's gonna hold us over for six months I'm like oh okay cool that, that worked out but like, usually I just see what's happening and I can feel if things are good or bad
0: that's awesome yeah, yeah we make a great team then we do because I'm I'm strong where you're weak and you're strong where I'm weak that's tight I like it I like yeah, it a lot I think we are a good team we are a good team I think we smash whatever we do
1: that's pretty we cutie. work pretty
0: well together too I really enjoy working with you I like working with dude too. Okay, fine. <laughs> yeah,
1: <neat.
0: laughs> it just gets higher pitch and higher pitch. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can't wait to see what the future holds. And then, you know, what happens with Barbell? What happens to our podcast? Like, I wanna, I wanna 2020 was supposed to be that year, but clearly we all know 2020 is a year of just fucking surviving and yeah. crawling out of this fucked up shit. But 2021, I want to put everything on steroids, fucking Let's let's pick it all up because I think we've just been comfortable.
1: Yeah, I think that's one of the beauties of like getting older is um, you learn about yourself more and more and you learn more about what makes you happy, more what makes you sad and what more makes you thrive. And hopefully
0: not everyone feels that not everyone,
1: but um, you're giving yourself more experiences like life is coming at you more so that you can test and figure out uh, what you like the most and hopefully that was such
0: a profound thing that you just said what you that that goes to show you the level in which you live your life you just said that life comes at you to basically teach you and help you grow
1: that's how i see it yeah
0: yeah that's that's fucking profound as fuck because a lot of people will say why is life happening to me like why is life fucking with me instead of saying like oh shit it's testing me because i need to learn some shit yeah, Like that's the difference between someone that thinks positively oh, and negatively. Oh, I see. Right? Because it's like life is happening for you. It's not happening at you. Like yeah. it's not coming at you to fucking fuck with you because it has nothing better to do. Like the universe isn't conspiring to make you fail. Yeah. Like it's, it's there to test you, to push you to your limits so that you can grow and you can look back at it and be like, oh shit, I just overcame that. And this is what I learned about myself.
1: Yeah, that's how I see life as like... That's profound. No one knows anything about themselves.
0: Yes. Until Or life, anything else.
1: Until life happens at you, mm-hmm. right? Like even like seeing a baby, for example, like Taika, like he's like literally doesn't know anything about himself, right? And he goes, what's that? Eats it. Bleak. Life happened to him. A cucumber went in his mouth. Doesn't like cucumbers. Flamin' hot cheetos. <laughs> mm, more chips. More chips. Yeah. So you just got to have more life happen to you. And the more that life happens to you, the more you learn about yourself. And then now you have the choices to almost be able to start um, like controlling the life that happens to you. So you can have more chips that come to you or you get stuck with more cucumbers that you don't like.
0: Yeah, for sure. I agree.
1: Yeah. And then so that's what I like. That's one thing that I enjoyed about getting older is I'm starting to learn more that, you know, before I thought I was a business person, but I realized I'm actually more of an artist. I want to be a tool. I want someone to use me uh that has big picture You're in mind. Definitely a tool. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I want someone to use me. And uh and that actually makes me happy. Yeah. You know, and like, and then the older I get, the more that I know who I am. Hopefully, like the more I can plug myself in places. That I thrive more and more and I'm happier and and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. I can't wait to get to the age where I really don't give a fuck. Yeah. And I have saggy titties and I'm like, fuck off. And I'm just spitting on the ground because I just don't give a shit. So you
1: wear a bra, but the titties are at the bottom No bra, baby. Oh, okay. They're
0: definitely at the bottom. I see. Like That's where I really don't give a fuck. And I'm just so happy and content. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck about what you think. You think this is a problem? That's your personal opinion and that's your personal problem.
1: That reminds me of that old lady in the Ozark show. The lady that killed her husband.
0: Oh, the one that has a lemonade. What's yeah. her name? JjJj J- 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 something.
1: I forgot, but she didn't give a fuck. And then like I love her. And she went up to the guy in uh season two or three. The, m- the, shotgun, the most recent ch- one. And put in that guy's nuts and went boom. She shot him. I'm like, damn, that that's fool's your type gangster. of chick, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, that that's not me. <laughs> that's not me. I was like,
1: that's gangster. Yeah, I'm not I was gangster. like, that's the first grandma I'd had sex with.
0: Oh, that scene. She did have sex with uh, oh, uh, like a young guy. That was weird. Ugh, why did they hold on it for so long?
1: I think they wanted you to feel uncomfortable. I
0: know, but I could have done without it. Like it didn't add anything to no, the story. It's the, I think
1: it's the director's choice. The director wanted you to feel like this is how uncomfortable this is. And I want you to know that It's a director's choice.
0: All right. Well, thanks, director. You know what? And on that note, I'm just going to wrap it up because that image. Sorry if you watched it and I just re-fucking surfaced all of that for you in your mind. But any closing thoughts for you? Yep. What's up?
1: I really like pistachio ice cream.
0: Nice. Um, So for (laughs) me, it would be just fucking throw yourself out there. Do it. What do you have to lose? If you're not, if it's not going to end your life, fuck it. Just do it. Like, just try it. Get out of your comfort zone. You're going to learn so much about yourself. And when you get old like us, we're not really old. When you get old like us, you're just going to have so much more fun. It is because you're just going to know so much more about yourself. You're going to take less crap. You're going to give less craps. It's just going to be fun.
1: Make more mistakes.
0: Yeah. Make more mistakes. I've had the best time in my 30s.
1: Mistakes make the best stories.
0: Fa- yeah, they do. Especially when they're like embarrassing ones. Oh, and we can all laugh later. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the good ones.
1: No one wants to hear a story. Hey, when I was in first grade, I got straight A's. Teacher fucking loved me like crazy. Um, and then during recess, I went to go shoot a basketball and I shot a hundred times. I made all hundred baskets.
0: Yeah. Fuck off. Like, Superman. Like, Get
1: the fuck out of here
0: fucking loser yeah
1: they want to go you want to hear a story like hey i didn't know how to to spell until i was 14
0: that's the shit (laughs) i want to hear
1: tell me about your high school stories then
0: thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next time bye